Alright, uh, let's do this one more time. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. My name is Miles Morales. I was bitten by a radioactive spider. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. You're listening to the number one podcast in education across the Spider-Verse, Steambox. Are those my Jordans? Alright, we're back with another steampunk production. I got an ACN program, students from across the state learning podcasting 101. Steampunks in the ACN program. Please say what's up to the world. What's up? We also have somebody who is allegedly claims to be one of my students from a thousand years ago, <laughs> Mr. Victor Baez in the house. Victor, what's happening? How's it going, man? Pleasure to be here with all you guys. Amazing. We're going to do a full interview together where we can talk about your channel. Everybody can learn where to follow you, learn more about you, all of that stuff in a few minutes. But just now, just now we listened to a track called Ghost Rider, right? Uh, or is it Heart on My Sleeve? Heart on My Sleeve from allegedly The Weeknd and allegedly Drake. Y'all know that wasn't The Weeknd and Drake, right? Does everybody know that? Yeah. You all know that now, right? Yeah. You talked about it yesterday. To me, the moment that I knew that wasn't Drake was when I liked the song. I liked it. I was like, yo, this is a banger. Can't be Drake. What's happening here? <laughs> not a Drake fan. I am not. I'm not a Drake fan. But I thought this was. I thought this was. To be honest, I thought this was dope. That's my opinion. Did it? Could it fool anybody if they didn't know better? You you say most definitely. If you didn't know better, if you like, if I just said, "Hey, this is a Drake Weekend track," you'd be like, "Word." Because a lot of people believe like. Drake is one of the top 10 artists a lot of, in a lot of people's playlists. So if you don't know anything about him, you don't know his type of songs, you just be like, oh, all right, that's pretty good. Tell me more. I think, like, I didn't know, um, like, I didn't really hear into Drake's song, but, like, I just started, um, like, a few weeks ago. So I would actually, like, believe if I didn't know this was AI, I would just genuinely think this was Drake. All right. Go ahead. I think the only reason I wouldn't believe it is because I wouldn't believe that Drake and The Weeknd would collaborate. But besides that, I would probably believe it. I think they did collaborate, right? Yeah, they definitely, they've collaborated multiple times. Uh, Drake tried to sign The Weeknd, I think in like 2012, but it didn't work out. I'm also not like really a huge fan of Drake, so I don't really know much about him. Yeah, they haven't worked together in a while. Anyone go to the Drake concert? Are people throwing shoes at Drake now? <laughs> yeah. stuff at everyone. Someone threw their mother's ashes at paint, I think. Uh, yeah. That's well, not uh somebody so so Drake at a recent concert was talking about childish Gambino, um aka yeah. Donald Glover, because apparently the This Is America song was about Drake, so now Drake's sad. It made Drake sad, so Drake is sad now. Oh. But I think maybe if you don't want to be a sad person, maybe you don't like try to hit up the little girl 11 from Stranger Things like a freaking creep, right? Like So so maybe Drake should... <laughs> Wait, I'm going to need more context on that. Billy, uh, Help me out. Billy, Billy Bobby Brown, there was like a, he allegedly... Um, he befriended her. He became, They became friends, but when she was like a minor, so that some people were questioning like his intentions and stuff because supposedly he DM'd her, this and that. So it's always been like a, a rumor up in the air. Um, it's it Leonardo DiCaprio, but for the new generation. Wow, we're throwing Leo under the bus. Everybody can get it. 
on the Steambox podcast, everybody can get it. Also, so the point is, for people who just walked in the room, we just played a song. You're familiar with Drake, yeah? Are you a fan of Drake? Do you think Drake's okay? No. The Weeknd? How about The Weeknd? No. I'm not big on... I don't love Drake, but I I do enjoy The Weeknd. I do have... There's a Drake song in my car uh, that I do listen to from every now and then. Uh, one, of, one of his newer tracks and some of his older stuff. Yeah, sometimes. He, I'm not denying his skill or talent. He's surprisingly a good actor, too. But I, you know, I generally don't like Drake. So what we just did was we played a track that was made from artificial intelligence, just like we just made a song in here previous to this. Again, our audience is unaware of this, but we made we made a song just using words. What kind of words did we use? Old school, fast. Miami. Old school. You said Miami, Latin, fast, R&B, R and B. Yep. So. It gave us, we started making beats and it made beats. Steambox just made beats. Some of them were okay. Some of them were not. But somebody made a whole song with The Weeknd and Drake that they didn't write, that they didn't sing on, that they didn't touch. And yet The Weeknd and Drake have a whole song together that they didn't even know about. It was made by a computer. And you're saying this dude is like a top 10 kind of rapper known to the world anyway, right? To some people. And you're saying it was indistinguishable. I agree. I think this was, for the most part, indistinguishable. It could fool people. Does anybody think it can't fool people? You're a music expert. If you didn't know, could you have been fooled? You just sounded like it was actually the... It, did, it sounded like it was actually them. So it's indistinguishable. Yeah. And yet... So, so right now, the computer is able to write top 10 type songs. If yeah. we're saying it's a top 10 person... And it wrote a song that's indistinguishable from a top 10 to top 10 people. The computers are currently able to emulate real people and in a good way. Somebody in here yesterday said that computers don't have souls. They won't have the capability to do that. But we just heard something that kind of, I I thought it sounded soulful. Yeah. Especially the weekend's part. Yeah. When the weekend's like, the Selena Mania. He's like, he's like actually like crooning. Like he's like hitting different octaves and it was like what that this is not really him like it's that was the most fascinating part i feel like the drake part is kind of like sounds like drake but i can hear whereas like it doesn't sound like maybe him now maybe like a younger drake a bit but the weekend one was like oh wow that's kind of spot on this is to this is to like a professional ear this is to a professional ear and he's differentiating well yeah the computer did like a 2022 drake you know yeah yeah or weekend (laughs) And that's and that's wild. So I, man, I think it's scary how fast the computer is being better than us. Is dominating humanity. So I'm gonna start with you on this, because this is the field that you want to go into. I spent thousands and tens of thousands of dollars in college learning how to be a sound engineer. This is the field that you want to go into, right? So this is something that could happen to you. This could be your future. Will you learn tens of thousands of dollars? on how to make music that if you're lucky, somebody will one day say it's almost as good as Drake's or The Weeknd's, right? We know that our skill is better than them, but if we're lucky, we'll get that kind of recognition. And yet a computer just did it in a matter of seconds and I showed you how. So it's a real thing. We know that this is a real thing that can happen. Does that make you worry about investing in your future as a sound engineer? 
it doesn't. You would still go, you're, you're still going to, like, if you would still go to college for this, yeah. learn it and be ready. Do you think those skills are still important? Tell me why. Sound engineering. Um, I mean, it'll be important if, like, let's say, like, you become popular off AI. Mm-hmm. Um, doing, like, the beats off there. It would, I think it's better to, like, do it yourself, you know? Like, what is it? Do you think we're gonna do you think we're gonna get to the point where some people are using AI and some people are looking at other people and be like, Yeah, but this person did it themselves. That's their own voice. They're not auto tuning their voice. And we're gonna prefer the the natural sound. You think so? You think so? Melanie, what do you think? Um, yes. Thanks. This is Melanie. That even happens now though, because it's like there's a lot of artists that use a lot of auto tune. But people always seem to shift to the other artists. It's like maybe it's a guy with a guitar just strumming around like those street artists. That's why they get a lot of attention. They're just, it's just their voice. Okay. So I guess it's always like we're always going to shift towards someone that's just working hard and using their own voice or their own beats. Then someone else is maybe stealing some of people's beats or using a lot of autotune or AI even. Mm. For the benefit of the audience... Again, it made me think of it when one of our students, because it's a very common thought, was that, did you have a thought too? Oh, no, you can only do it. Very common thought that um, computers can't replace us. They can't be as soulful. And like I just showed an example that I think at least challenges that, right? And we could still believe that. And a lot of our audience believes that. And I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I'm saying also consider this. And also there was the time that I put into chat GPT for the sake of our audience who hasn't heard this where I put into ChatGPT, give me the opposite of the national anthem. And it and it wrote a song that was like super like woke, right? Like it was talking about the injustices in um the the prison complex, the prison industrial complex that are very prevalent in America. The computer wrote a song about that. That is wild to me. What do you think? I genuinely think that it's just a sign of you know, the standard of like how we're used to everything being is basically over because this is like just a one like starter version, like this ChatGPT and everything with the music, even like with the, the AI song we just heard. Imagine like 10 years from now, I think it's only going to keep getting better, keep evolving. And it's, 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 it's scary. And I think a lot of people, especially if you are in the industry, let's say like the music industry and you're being affected by it, you have to act now and kind of like learn it now, even if you're against it, kind of still learn about it, know how it works, because someone is going to use it, whether it's just these actual record labels. You know, you already see it with the whole, I don't know if you guys know what's happening with like the writer strike and like the actors striking. That's because of not just um, the payments being low, but also because of the future of AI. They're scared that AI is going to come and replace their jobs. So they want to basically have these executives and studios actually implement like a law or like something that can maybe prevent this from happening that way. And they know that their future secure, they're not going to be able, you know, to worry about their job, but that's just with the movie industry and, and TV industry. Imagine now if music people did it, like if Drake came out and said it like, you know, and they kind of are, I think this song was taken down from a lot of places. 
Um, but just because people, if people don't stand up against it, I think it's going to take over because this song is is actually pretty good. We just haven't seen how popular it could get. I would, we can't listen to it like on Apple Music yet. I would put that in my playlist. Yeah. I would put this in my playlist. Yeah, it's a really good song. You Daniel, know? Daniel, what do you think? Personally, I think AI is a helpful tool, but sometimes it also has its bad sides. Yeah. Are you scared of AI? Not necessarily, but like some of my people in my dad's like office, they got their jobs kicked off because AI was replacing them. Wow. This, this, I, I talk in Star Wars because I'm a nerd. So let me tell you two Star Wars stories. All right. One, there's a show called The Mandalorian with, uh, everybody knows Baby Yoda, right? Uh, Grogu, right? We're familiar with The Mandalorian. Yeah. Do you know who plays The Mandalorian? Anybody? Go ahead. I'm sorry, I forgot. If you answered, if you answered Pedro Pascal, you would be partially correct because Pedro Pascal is the same guy from, the Last of Us show on HBO, and he's he's becoming a really really big star now. He's in a lot of things, even though I think his face looks like that blobfish. Uh, so so there's Pedro Pascal, and in one season, in season one and season two, he takes off his mask, and it bothered me a little bit. I think it's because I'm a Latino. I don't want to get off script or anything like that, but as a Latino, um, we had such little representation on TV and in movies. That like when people have masks on, it always feels like that could be me under that mask, right? Like, um, so I love, I love like the idea of representation. Miles Morales is so big and important to me, but this dude takes off his mask and he looks like a blobfish, and <laughs> and a lot of people think he's amazing and and beautiful. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make fun. To me, he looks like a blobfish. You're infuriating a lot of people right now. Yeah, I know, I know. My girlfriend's one of them. Yeah. Uh, my, not only my girlfriend, but my son's girlfriend. They bond together. <laughs> They bond together over Pedro Pascal and the other one, um, Oscar Isaac. Oscar, yeah, Oscar. Oscar. Yes, yes, Moon Knight. Yeah. So uh, if you guess Pedro Pascal, you'd be partially correct. The reason I'm mentioning that now is because he wasn't in the last season. The Mandalorian was. His character was. He was not. He just did voice acting the whole time. It was, they had an actor inside of it. There's other scenes that they did AI. Luke Skywalker, um, Mark Hamill, in season two of The Mandalorian, you see a very young Luke Skywalker. Obviously, that's not him acting. He doesn't have that body anymore. It's his face from 40 years ago. It's his face from 40 years ago. He didn't act his face. So Samuel L. Jackson's the only one that I can think of who I've heard of who was smart enough to actually put it in his contract and saw this coming. So in Samuel L. Jackson's contracts, he says, okay, but, oh, he did this way back in, because he saw when they started making those Star Wars movies, the prequels, he saw that pe they were using digital effects so much. He was like, man, what's to stop you from just putting me? So he put in his contract, you can never, like, digitally replace me. You can never use my likeness for this stuff. Um, like, with... On like a at at the Drake concert, you know how like the like it looks like a a person handing Drake like that that book. Have you guys seen that clip? No. Yeah. So I just to elaborate if you don't mind. So yeah. So at the Drake concert, the new Drake concert, he starts off the show. The whole show is basically it's called it's all a blur tour. So it's like his life story. So it starts off with like him performing. 
I forgot the song, but it's off the Take Care. It's like it's a, I think actually off of So Far Gone, like a classic Drake song. But he's on the couch, middle of the stage, and next to him is a young Drake. So everyone thought it was AI Drake. Oh my God, it's AI Drake. But in reality, what happened was it was a young actor that looks not really like Drake, but kind of close. And then they use AI, um, actual hologram effect lighting. That way, when you look at it on the screen, everyone in the crowd on the screen and us on our phones looking at the clips, it looks like a young Drake. Like, they really make him look like Aubrey Graham. It's pretty crazy. So, that's a good example of, you know, CGI, AI, like, all the, the future of how things can be made. Because people to this day, there's a lot of people online that still don't think as an actor. They think as a full-on hologram. And I'm like, come on, that would be the most powerful hologram in the world. That that's 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 too much. But have they done hologram concerts before? Yeah, but they have, right? With uh, was it Tupac? They did it with Tupac hologram. I think it was at like Coachella. Um, yeah. So who does? Was there like a thing going on where like people were like paid four hundred dollars to see a VTuber concert or something? They, then they, it was they, just like a hologram of a VTuber. I took you guys to Anime Boston. We, did you both come? No. Okay. Um, Don't leave me. So in. It was it was either at Anime Boston or Anime Boston and Pax where they had, like in one of those, it wasn't a VTuber. It was who's the Mitsune? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a Japanese, right? Oh, yeah. It's a it's a hologram where they had a they had a hologram concert there, but let's say for real people, right? Let's stick with Tupac. Who gets paid for that? You know what I'm saying? Does Tupac's estate get paid? Does Tupac's family get paid? Does the lab label get paid? When you sign away your likeness, usually it's for so many albums or for so many years, not for like your whole afterlife. Yeah, because how you live live on forever. That's 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 gonna be the power of AI. Like, yes, we die, but then our memories live on forever. But now they're gonna live on even forever, ever, because people for the rest of life existence can make new Tupac music with AI. It's crazy. Send your hate mail. Send your hate mail to me. Uh, for the Drake thing, I don't, I don't love Drake, uh, and I think, I, I think what's his name, Pedro Pascal looks like a blobfish. Don't <laughs> uh, hide in a bunker now, thanks. And I think uh, Fast and the Furious is the dumbest series of movies. More power to him for having yeah. so making so many. That that movies. Universal yeah. ride is good. Hey, so I hated the universe. I thought the Universal ride was worse than the movie. <laughs> uh, no. So, I but they the actually had. Okay. They actually had. What's his name? The guy who died. Um, Paul Walker. They had, didn't they have Paul Walker in one of the later movies, well after his death? Yeah. And they used his brother as a stand-in, but then, like... Yeah, they CGI'd his, his face to make him look like a, like Paul Walker. Yeah, that's true. This is why it's wild stuff. Yeah. I just remember, speaking of the Universal ride at, for Fast and Furious, they had holograms of a bunch of Fast and Furious characters for that. Yeah. Just remember, like, not like a screen. Like, they had actual holograms, and it was like... It's like, and you're on the bus, and now there's like these rooms, and you look into them, and it's holograms of the Fast and Furious characters. Man, real life Star Wars. Like that ride made it me made me want the ride to just crash. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to crash in a car accident in that ride. We almost did. Uh, the Rock shows up. It's the <laughs> wild. The waiting line was kind of cool though. You see like all the yeah, cars. you had all the cars and stuff like that. That was cool. So here's here's my other Star Wars. Um, here's my other Star Wars. It's not metaphor, story, whatever. In a recent, what was it, Andor? Andor, was that the one that came out with 
the dude from it was the what was it Rogue One? It was the Rogue One prequel scene. Yeah, and Andor. Right. So it's Andor, and all these people. Imagine all of us right now as we're around this table and we're not on our phones. Imagine all of us right now around this table and we're all working on the same device, right? We're all working and we're not on our phones. We're all working on the same device and we're all making a thing, but it's a part of a thing and we don't even know what thing we're making. We only know how to make this one part, right? That's what they were doing to make the Death Star. And you don't even know, but you're making a thing that's going to like destroy parts of the universe. In real life, a friend of mine, a friend of Steambots who helped us make this arcade cabinet, he worked for Dell, and Dell had their software people, these are smart people, working on a piece of AI code at a time, different teams working on different pieces. And in the show, Andor, they had them working on different levels because they didn't want them talking to each other because they're smart. They'll figure out what they're making if they talk to each other. So here they have NDAs. What's an NDA? Non-disclosure agreement. Is that what you were going to say too? Non-disclosure agreement is correct. You can't talk about what you're making. So these people are at Dell. They're making some AI software and they don't know what they're making. They're not allowed to talk to the other teams about it, but they're smart enough. They start to figure out, hey, I'm making AI and the kind of AI that I'm making can actually do my job. And guess what? Once they were done, what do you think happened to them? They all got kicked out. Is that what you were saying too? They all got kicked out. They all got fired. All of this, this whole software engineer team at Dell created an AI that took their own jobs. So I know it's weird. I know it feels anti-immigrant when people say, hey, these people are going to take our jobs. But AI is actually, you know, it, I've seen it take people's jobs. I think since I'm working with students and I'm educating people, I want to show you guys how to work with AI so people still need you. So you're still a, a needed human so that you can work with AI. I think those things are important, but those conversations have to keep happening. Is anybody else, what can AI, is anybody have a nightmare scenario around AI? Has anybody ever seen a fantasy scenario around AI in like a movie or a book? Go ahead. This, this whole thing, it reminds me of an episode of The Simpsons where this guy is like a part of like, I think it was like Yale or something, obviously it's a satirical, and he grabs like all these teachers one of them for some reason is homer and he's like these are the greatest teachers in the world and you're going to train these ai robots take the sats go to college and then funnel taxpayer dollars to yale so they created like a thousand ai robots taught them to take the sats and it was made them so convincing that they were humans that they took the sats and actually sent them to yale or harvard or whatever it was and then you know just get a bunch of money from it. Victor, have you seen this episode of The Simpsons? Are you aware of this? No, but I am aware that The Simpsons always predict yes. the future. So that's exactly what I'm thinking. That, that might be happening in the next couple of years. <laughs> yep, yep. If not already. And already. and then I remember at the end, Homer realizes that this is like a bad, evil, illegal thing. So he does. So what he did is he puts on bot face, pretends he's a robot, and all the AI robots who are like crazy, saying it's offensive, and then they just break down. Uh, so, so my girlfriend thinks that I'm obsessed with AI and I kind of am a little bit. And she thinks that AI is not as bad as I make it out to be and nothing bad is going to happen from AI. But, and that's not fair. She never said those words, but she, she, she downplays my, like, I feel like I'm like chicken little, like the sky is falling around this stuff. 
But let me tell you something. She's she is like you. What does she have in common with you? Swifty. Swifty. She's a Taylor Swift fan, right? What do you think happened when she tried to buy Taylor Swift ticket? All the AI bots took them. Yes. And it's important that you know that because people just think that everybody wanted to buy Taylor Swift tickets. So, of course, it sold out in 0.01 seconds, right? That's not the case. Well, while the, while the AI bots is true, I also did want to mention that there are about like 2 million people trying to get tickets and only like 100,000 seats or something. I don't know. Those two, they're not, the whole world's not trying to go to the same concert, right? No, but it was like, I remember nights. for the Singaporean one, there were six nights. Like 2 million people tried to get tickets and there were only like 80,000 seats per show. Tickets can be hard to get in the pre-bought age. Yeah. But not like this. And when I'm trying to get a new pair of sneakers and they release all at the same time, guess who's taking them? AI bots. It's the AI bots. I can confirm. I can confirm that if you feel like you got cheated in Call of Duty because it was an AI bot, I can confirm that sometimes you just suck, but sometimes it's an AI bot. I can confirm that when you're trying to buy something, I know I have seen people who've developed these bots that can go in with, as you have to, it asks you, what's your name? What's your email address? Sign up for this. Put in your address. Put in your credit card information. They have bots that do all of that in replicate in no time, in zero time, what it takes you 10 minutes to do. So, of course, the bots are going to own those tickets. Finish your point, and then I'm going to you. Go ahead. Oh, I was speaking of, like, the fill on the stuff. Someone trained AI to fill out the captives, which is supposed to prove that you're not AI. Yeah. Which is absolutely terrifying. It's like that Spider-Man meme where Spider-Man's pointing at yeah. the other Spider-Man. It's like two robots doing that, Ultron pointing at Ultron. So... Talking about sneakers and the AI bots, I actually had a cousin that he really wanted these sneakers that recently were about to come out. I went to his house for the release because he also wanted me to be trying with him. Yep. This guy had a computer and he's like really good at coding. So he coded in about 100, 100 different codes of AI that would instantly just put different addresses, different emails so he couldn't be tracked. And he literally got like, 50 pairs, of sneak, 50 pairs of sneakers. And I was like, how do you have a code, but you only get 50%? And he's like, because other people are doing it too. Yeah. So you don't hit. So even if even if he's the one doing it, there's only a 50% chance that he gets it because of how many people are doing it at the same time. So for us that are just on our phones, we're not going to get that. You also had something when I said, when I said, have you seen like a nightmare scenario in fantasy before? Give me, give me an example. Uh, I mean, mostly like... Uh, what was it called? I forgot what it's called, but it's an it was an anime that I saw that it was basically the entire world has had started taking these cyber chips. Yep. And our main character didn't. And basically they became into robots or like zombie-ish. And so the main character just lives to try to escape that apocalypse and try to save everyone else. Oh man, I've seen this too. I don't remember what it's called. Yes. I'm surprised that nobody said terminated. It's probably because you guys are all young. But Terminator. there's Terminator scenarios, there's Matrix scenarios. In the Matrix, Neo was really in a pot because the AI felt like we, we still need humans, but we can use humans for electricity and all these other things. So they put humans in this pod. But in the meantime, they programmed the humans to think that while they're living in the pod, to think that they're actually living in the outside world and some you know fantasy scenario and stuff like that. But really, they were living in pod. 
And it's just an interesting thing because if you start to follow it and start to think about what is AI going to need humans, AI is going to need humans. Can AI just make us think that we're happy? Yes. That would be great. Or, or the Terminator scenario. But you don't have to think about the Matrix. You don't have to think about Terminator. If, if you want to know about the extent of AI last year, not this year, last year, Last year, AI was buying up all the tickets for events and buying up all the sneakers that you want, buying all the PlayStation 5s that you want. This year, AI is looking like your friend walking up the street kicking puppies, right? Like, <laughs> like I'm just saying, that's that's a thing. This is a thing. So I'm saying deep fakes. Deep fakes are yeah, a thing. That's true. We've seen them. We've talked about examples on this podcast. But right now, what I'm going to do for this podcast is for our audience who wants to know what we started this conversation with and wants to know this Drake and Weekend song, I am going to play the song right now at the end. So for everybody else, we're going to come back with a part two with Victor Baez. Everybody else, I need your energy. Can you please say peace out to the world? Peace out. The flex, bumping just some beer, but her flavor ain't left. She know what she need, all her need, all she blessed. Ay, give it my best. Ay, yeah, I got my heart on my sleeve with a knife. My back, what's with that? Ay, 21, I love them, they're my brother, that's my stack. Let your me the beat, so you know that it's gon' slap. She know what she need, all her need, all she blessed